right, we're live. Hello, Internet. How are you? Great. Got, got, got Sean with me this week because Derek's gone again because now his baby is, I don't know, does it still count as a preemie baby if it's home now from the, the NICU? Anyways. I, I think so. Yeah. I don't think you can take that status away from it. I was just joking. Of course it does. Uh, anyways, Derek has taken his child home. So now he has to do all the fatherly things with a newborn baby. So he's too busy to pod, which I don't know. I want to give him shit for, but I can't really because that's going to be me in March. So we'll see how it goes. Sean's good, though. You know what you're doing. We can talk about Star Wars. I was yeah. like, as soon as you agreed to come on, I'm like, we got to talk about Andor. I haven't watched Andor. I've been waiting. Dude, I can't waiting handle... for what? For all the episodes to come out, I cannot handle this slow trickle. What? Like, it's such a regression. We had, we had gone That's over true. the hill. Like, we saw the beautiful view and the promised land of never having to deal with this whole one episode per week bullshit ever again. And now it's all been drawn back. And so I... Uh, as a point of pride, protest, some yeah. p word, I am not. Uh, I'm not feeling the watch episode week by week. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, and it's a it's a shame that they have to do it, but <laughs> it kind of makes sense because it's like when stuff drops all in one, all at once, people just churn and burn, and then they just forget about it. So when you keep stuff going it keeps active um watching watchers viewership and then pu actually gain viewership as the series goes along whereas if it's all at once if you don't catch everybody they're just fucking gone until maybe the next season i don't know if i buy that i feel like that's just a weak excuse for not having enough good content if there if there was like seven shows backed up that you were like completely dying to watch and they were all there you would just cycle one after the other or maybe you would get creative and you'd be like i will watch the first episode of each seven and then the second episode and and it would yeah. be you you would get to decide how to ingest all of that goodness instead yeah disney plus has really been screwing everybody over with because i think they've pretty much done all their shows like that and and or spoiler alert it's slow so you kind of mm. have to, you kind of have to, you're, you're making the right decision to binge it all because I've been watching it like week by week, except for the first three that all came out at once. But like, now that I'm watching it week by week, it's just like, it's almost like this weird, like anthropological look at star Wars. I don't want to talk about it too much because you haven't watched it, but it's like, they keep going to a setting and then kind of exploring how the people live in that setting like mm-hmm. this like civilization and stuff and then they'll go somewhere else and they'll talk about that for a couple episodes and then like yeah so it's ah i can't spoil it i was so looking for it. i guess it. i should have asked if you'd watched it but are not all the episodes out then uh there's nine i think i looked at it yesterday i was almost ready to get in i just finished watching the lord of the rings thing oh that was good it was crazy good, but again, I waited until it was all there because I li- I think I burned it in a day. Like, it yeah. was just such intense action and cliffhangers at the end of every episode. I think that like that's that's the part that I I've got no patience anymore for the cliffhanger. I'm yeah, just like, and ah, stop. I just want the answer. 
Oh, yeah, right. and the ending was kind of annoying. How it was, they were like building up to stuff, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're just gonna go mm. set up for the next thing." Like it's mm-hmm. like instead of like giving you completion, they're like, "Oh hey, more table setting. Mm-hmm. You want to come back mm-hmm. next season?" But yeah, I dug that. Like we could talk about that actually, because now that it's done, and there's so many people who hated it some people for racist reasons because they're idiots and it's weird because it's like the super ignorant people hated it because there was like black elves and um i think what was the main dwarf's wife was she like indian uh, i would say she was black as well okay yeah she was like racially ambiguous but anyways like just the fact that not everybody was white like the dwarves and the elves and stuff Mm -hmm. everybody got upset about and then you have the other side of the spectrum which is all the turbo token nerds who were upset because it was like it's like off canon or they made it up themselves because they can't get the rights to the similar similar what's that called I think that was as close as we're going to get. <laughs> you know what? You're <laughs> just going to leave me out there? Similar, I don't know. I want to uh, say I the similarities. Like, I knew that they were taking liberties in, with the story, and I just thought that was because they have five seasons they have to make Oh, they're doing that. five seasons? Apparently. Apparently. They, they, oh, that's, that's good. That's how much is, like, uh, planned. Because I think that, I don't know, I think it's expensive as hell for Amazon. Yeah, it's apparently um, the most expensive show ever made. So I was worried that we weren't going to get a season two because they'd be like, it's the most expensive shit we've ever made. And there's people who are butthurt. So we're not going to make it like that's the absolute worst thing is when they don't continue making it. What what is the uh, what is the what's this token story? Um, There's like a group of, I don't know, ultra right wing people who think that it's a it's almost like biblical canon, you know, like they, Oh yeah. yeah what, well, what's that all about? Cause I, I was getting like a, a short introduction to that when, when Liz and I were in, uh, in the UK and Liz mm-hmm. Truss had just become prime ministers. They were like, yeah, Liz Truss is believes in the Lord of the Rings. Like it's uh, a, li- a religious doctrine, um, but I well, couldn't I- quite grasp it. I I haven't heard this theory, but I could suppose that if you're going to think about it, maybe the elves are like the Jewish people in Egypt, like, because you know how the elves had to go over to Middle Earth from wherever they lived before, and they were like, had to go there because of war and stuff to fight um, the bad guy with the eye. What was that guy's name? The main guy, the main bad guy. Well, I had to fight Morgoth, I think. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, they had to fight Morgoth or whatever. So maybe them going to Middle-earth and being there was, I don't know, was like, I'm grasping at straws here, but maybe they were like... Because I think it was more about like the the books, right? Like this is this has been around for a while. The, The little tiny bit that I know, and I really hope that you, that the the listener uh, has more context to give us here, but it's, um, something along the lines of like the white people like is racially motivated it's oh like the, the good all the good in the world is these pure white uh individuals who are fighting against the dark forces and it's like an allegory for uh 
you know well, who would the all white term. people in the bible be like the christians oh, oh no I, don't, I was when i was comparing it to the bible i just mean that they treat it like it's a religious text as opposed oh to, i thought you were like looking for oh. an analogous no. parallel like storytelling so i was like trying to come up with it but i get what you oh you mean like it's like the bible for white supremacists for this subgroup of far right yeah and i that's it. all i know and i hope somebody else has more information well there anyway, is something I was, I was expecting you to because you're the conspiracy theory guy you're supposed to know this shit well i haven't i haven't heard that but it does sound a lot like something i'm looking into right now called the box saga which i think tolkien was to have taken um liberties with taking some of the story from a box saga is basically like um an alternative telling where it's everybody came from hell like the humans all used to live on the earth before it was tilted and it was like tropical all the way around and mm -hmm. then the leaders like the leaders of the world like the most um, advanced society was up in where Helsinki is and when the earth tilted and the ice age started Helsinki went south and then there was like a warm current from South America or yeah, South, yeah, South America. And it blew up into the Gulf of Finland and kind of did a figure eight swirl and kept Helsinki warm where everything else around it froze. And then since they were away, so they were blocked off from the rest of society and they basically advanced and stuff. And then they lost all the pigment in their skin because they were up north and there was no sun and they're in the ice. So they lost all the melanin and stuff. And then they turned like super pale, but they kept advancing because they had never been frozen over like the rest of the world was. So basically the rest of the world's population started over, whereas these people stuck in Atlantis are not Atlantis in Helsinki, but they got Atlantis from Altland East which means all land ice, which means Atlantis. So, and then Atlantis sunk when the ice age ended and all the glaciers mm -hmm. melted and washed over. And anyways, what they're saying was that the people in Atlantis are Helsinki. When they got, were able to leave and the ice started melting, they, the super white people, the Aryans, whatever, they went and taught the rest of the world how to like, live in a society with like farming and stuff because since everybody had started over they were all hunter gatherers and this is where you get that um the whole Aryan nations and stuff was like Atlantis and stuff so that's one of the alternate things so it could be some of that stuff this this seems well like the part that I don't get here how did they explain because you're talking about there was an ice age. Mm -hmm. Maybe my history is off, but wasn't there, wasn't it like the last ice age before humans existed? See, that's where you're wrong, Sean, because this happened 50 million years ago. Right. And okay. since they were living in that little pocket for 50 million years, that's how they got so advanced to like, drive rock vehicles through magnetism or whatever the fuck they say atlantis did but yeah that would be my guess and then like why um they, why aren't they still that advanced well because atlantis sunk when the glaciers sunk or when the glaciers thawed 
they wiped out Atlantis by just like a tidal wave of melting water and stuff. And then they had to start over. Gotcha. So in this scenario, Helsinki is today's locale of where Atlantis was previously. Yes. One of the, because there's Helsinki and then there's seven islands and those made like the concentric circles, old running city of the world. So it'd be like the highest, most important people were in the middle. And then as the caste system went down and circles around it. But uh, I'm actually going to be talking about this in more depth on the Dale show. So I don't want to spoil it or whatever. But that was just something I heard. But then like... um. The Nazis and stuff, they're what well, they're called like when they did um Lebensform or whatever, and like the turn of the 19th century, they blamed all the Catholics and Christians and stuff for all the bad stuff that was happening in Germany. So they went back to their Norse beliefs and stuff, and they were also thinking that the Norse tales and stuff were the tales of the Aryans and stuff. So if you take the Norse tales, like with all those people, I could see how Tolkien would pull from that. Did I answer all your questions about you, this, Sean? You basically, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell? I'm really, I didn't, glad, I'm, yeah. I'm really glad that you go seeking out these conspiracy theories because they are entertainment. To you, oh my to, God. Uh, they are like crack cocaine. Yeah. Like, yeah. When I heard that Altland East thing on the podcast I was listening to, you know, when you're like maybe in between 19 and 22 and you're at a house party and then there's some girl who like says like, blah, 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 like she's wanting attention. She's like, I love blowjobs. And then she makes eye contact with you and you're like, whoa, that's what it felt like when I heard this for the first time. Cause I was just like, holy shit. It's just like that exciting. And it's like this box saga. It's like, I just got this big ball of red yarn just to attach all these little things that shouldn't be attached and just go nuts. <laughs> What's so nice about this though is that you go into these things, get this good entertainment, find yeah. all these ways to connect them, everything. And what that says to me is that it means that these conspiracies can exist and people can interact with them in a positive way, as opposed yeah. to. Typically, I just hear about people getting into the conspiracy theory, starting believing that they're all legitimate and true, and somehow mm. they've got a mission coming from it. Next thing you know, they're like hitting Pelosi's husband in the head with a hammer. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing is, if you start looking for truth in these, then you're just going to be upset because they all go against each other, and you don't know which one's true. The way I look at them is basically the exact way I look at Lord of the Rings. Like, it's a dope story. Mm-hmm. let's read about it and star wars like you learn all the lore of star wars you learn the characters and their backgrounds and you're like this is cool and but like if you were me and me were to talk about like star wars and we get into the nuance of like the background of some characters and how they interact with other characters nobody's gonna happen to listen to us and be like oh they believe that's true mm-hmm. like that's the same way i feel like um conspiracy theories so now i just call myself a conspiracy enthusiast because i don't want people to think it's a theory that i like mostly because they're all true so they're not theories anymore (laughs) 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 but it's funny you actually i did step on a segue because you talked about the pelosi thing and I didn't have it on the list of what to talk to you about because nobody really knows what's going on and it's not like a thing, but it's like the weird thing I heard about it was 
the guy hits old man Pelosi with a hammer, right? And you're like, that's fucking terrible, hitting an 80-year-old man with a hammer. But the weird thing is, the police were called on the Pelosi estates, whatever they're called, to do a welfare check, and they don't know who made the call. Because they did, like, the police did, like, a press on a, um, press conference or whatever, and they're talking about this. So they did a welfare check, and the police get there, and fucking Pelosi and this other guy both have hammers, and they're, like, yelling at each other or something. And then once the police get there to try to intervene, that's when the guy attacks Pelosi and hits him with the hammer. And then, like, that's all we know about it. And you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, so the story that I heard was different from that in a few different ways, which is yeah. how how this is delightfully uh, now making me doubt whether or not the story I heard was true. But um, it was that Pelosi had called the police from the bathroom. Oh, the guy? Yeah, like Paul Pelosi had called the police. Okay. But then the when the police arrived apparently that there was one hammer but they were fighting over it and that's like with the moment when the police arrived they were like fighting over this hammer yeah the uh police were like hey stop what are you doing whatever they say and the dude like ripped the hammer away like the attacker whatever ripped the hammer away and then hit him like right then that makes a lot it's crazy more sense happens after they show up like you want yeah i want to have a sense of like like how quickly did all that happen or yeah. what was the police intervention process right like it's not like the guy had a submachine gun it's like yeah just and it's there. like the other thing too is like the fact that it was a hammer if this guy showed up with a hammer that's like a thing because there's been like a bunch of remember there's that guy on a there's a young man on a college campus and he was attacking people with a hammer and the hammer is supposed to symbolize something from the movie old boy which is kind of like kind of icon iconography that these people are latching onto, and that's why they're attacking with a hammer it's not just like something they found in a shed it's like an on-purpose implement that they're using but i mean unless we figure out how to read brains we will yeah so the new york times podcast was talking about this i think i listened to it yesterday and they were saying um that the guy showed up he had like stuff he had like zip ties and ropes and a hammer and a backpack mm-hmm. tension that he told the police's intention was that he expected to find nancy pelosi yeah higher up and he was going to ask her to confess to her lies quote unquote mm-hmm. whatever they are. and if she continued to lie he was going to break her kneecaps with the hammer and specifically he didn't want to kill her because he wanted her to have to be wheeled in a wheelchair into congress as a as a message to all the other lying democrats god damn that is some dark shit Um, eh? sorry the guy's from bc he's like oh yeah powell river fucking powell river that place is that place just like there's something in the water there they gotta like it's like Flint water, but instead of making people sick, it just makes them crazy. Yeah, they I gotta think go his, fix his, it. Uh, it was his stepmom or somebody was like interviewed the very first day when, or second day or whatever, when we found out he was from there. And uh, 
she was like, yeah, you know, he's really into a lot of these, uh, really got deep into all these conspiracy theories and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, what? I mean, who, who isn't? They're all pretty true. And blah, blah, blah. I was like basically saying that their whole family is into all this conspiracy stuff. Yeah. Even though they haven't talked to this guy for 20 minutes. I was like, that is, that's sad. I know I mean, being a conspiracy enthusiast. Yeah. You know, that's what I can get behind. Like, see, now that I'm a conspiracy enthusiast, I'm like, I just want to pull them aside and be like, so what were these questions? Like, is this like actual batshit crazy shit about how the Dems handled COVID and all the right wing people hate that? Or is this about her and her husband doing all that insider trading they did to get super rich? Like, which one is he upset about most? I think, yeah, I got the sense that it was going to be more like, you know, how how is she involved in uh, trafficking children from the basement of a pizza joint? Uh, yeah, kind of questions. So, but yeah. who knows? Well, who knows. Being a conspiracy enthusiast, I don't yeah. want to pile on to Nancy Pelosi, but um, she's been around like a lot of powerful people, and like it's this is a real shitty thing to say, but she's been super hot for a long time so if she could manipulate powerful men and no secrets it would be interesting to find out kind of like if she ever did like honeypot shit to some dudes and like kind of manipulated them to do things that she wanted to do type of deal because she's 80 right now so she was 20 60 years ago so in like 1960 she I was think 20. You're probably like two or three more sentences away from getting uh, some sort of a sensor to pick this up and ban it. <laughs> yeah, no, like, like it, that's the fear. I mean, maybe not now that Elon's going to liberate us all with his super oh free speech God. on Twitter. He's terrifying, man. Are you a Twitter guy? I am not. Okay. I, so I have a Twitter account. Yeah. Apparently. One okay. night while out, while out drinking, this has got to be, I don't know, 2013, 14, sometime way back in then. Yeah. Um, uh, I think you were there. Derek is there. And a bunch of sort of random Twitter acquaintances of your group of circle. And everybody was trying to convince me to join Twitter. And I was like, I'm not really into social media, but I'm fine. And then yeah. by the end of the night, I basically woke up the next day and learned that I had a Twitter account. So, I don't know what that's <laughs> oh, so you're so saying I got I set up? I probably when have like blackout drunk. Yeah, yeah. I think I have probably two or three tweets on there that are all from one single night. Um, oh, so and I don't saying... know what the name of it is, and I don't know how to get into it. I just have sort of let it exist. I'm gonna see if I could search it by your name. I'm on the oh. When I search Sean Burke, the last episodes of this come up. This is actually, you know, I was thinking about this today. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm breaking my only be on here once every two years cycle. Yeah. Um, you know, when I eventually decide to finish my little sabbatical here and go back into the workforce, I feel like during the obligatory recruiters Google search of my name, the first things that are going to pop up is going to be Outrage Factory, Outrage Factory. Outrage Factory. <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, and they're going to make you do a podcast for whatever business you join. Because that maybe, every, or every they'll listen to the first little bit of this one and misunderstand what a conspiracy enthusiast is and be like, wait a second, 
this guy's talking about Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. But you being the voice of reason to like take me to task will look very good on your resume. They'll be like, okay, this Dale guy, he was talking some crazy shit, but then you kind of came in and you're like, you can't talk about this stuff because. (laughs) I see. I don't have to say it. I don't even have to say it. I can just put out some vibes and make you think it. That's true. Well, for me. But anyway, the point of the story is uh, I'm terrified of social media. And if I had a Twitter account, I'd have to say I wouldn't want to have one in the new landscape. Well, if you have a Twitter account and it's under your name, Sean Burke, it or it's not under your name, Sean Burke, because there's only three and none of them are you. Perfect. But um, yeah, the thing I was I was going to I was asking if you were a Twitter guy. Because Elon Musk bought Twitter and everybody's freaking out because they're scared he's just gonna, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me why everybody's so upset. Like, I, I think he's... Be, just for me, it's a consolidation of power issue. It's the, yeah. right, like you've got the world's richest man who's already way too powerful for his own good he's proven mm-hmm. to be really unpredictable and eccentric and he's not really easy to pin down sort of where he i don't even know if he has a particular spot on a moral compass or if he's actually just like bouncing all around it's wherever a robot day. would be <laughs> uh and so that's that's what scares me about it is i just don't i i really don't like the idea of that much power being consolidated in one human yeah. And I think he's already proven how he can, even before he bought Twitter, just by like sending out a tweet and then he'll send particular uh, stocks crashing or rising or whatever. So I think he's proven that he's got the influence already. Yeah. If he actually owns the machine, then I think that influence becomes too great. That's, that's all. Yeah. It's for like me, monopolies, right? like what you're talking yeah. about makes sense. But for me, that's not Twitter. For me, the scariest one that he has is Starlink which is the like satellite internet that he has going around the world. And he just turned it off for Ukraine because there were like, nobody was paying for it. But up and right from when the war started, he mm-hmm. had been giving them free internet via satellite, via his Starlink. But now he's like, Oh, nobody wants to pay for this. I'm going to pull it out or whatever, which as a businessman, it makes sense for him to do, but it's just like, everybody's seeing this and like right when he bought Twitter was kind of right when he turned it off. So everybody's worried about Twitter. So it's a nice bait and switch that he did. But Mm -hmm. if we progress down this path into the future and we maybe get rid of wired internet, so we don't have any ground internet. And then we get rid of like the 5g towers and stuff because they're bad because they fucking send emfs through the air and that's always bad for people and so we go to just satellite internet and he's already got all the infrastructure that, that he owns is that a real thing or is that a conspiracy what the 5G. oh the emf thing well people think 5g is going to be bad for them because it like controls them or whatever because they're idiots but 5g is kind of bad because the frequency because it works on microwaves. So it's the same technology that's in your microwave. And everybody knows you're not supposed to stand with your face against the microwave when you're cooking shit. But now that 5G is everywhere, that's basically what you're doing. And every time anybody says, hey, maybe this isn't a good idea, people are like, well, you're a crazy loon. So it's like, why are you gaslighting everybody who says it's bad just so that cell phone companies make money? But 
if you look at it, the way a microwave works is it sends a wave in this box and the wave vibrates and mm -hmm. it vibrates against the molecules in the food, the moisture molecules, and that it makes the wave going up and down makes those molecules vibrate. And then when they vibrate, they make heat from hitting the other molecules in the food. And that's how a microwave heats up food. It just vibrates the atoms and shit in the food. So we're just blasting the shit through the air. And one of the early concerns was that the frequency of these waves for our cell phones one of the early would be kind of heating up the moisture molecules in the air. And they kind of brought that up before they brought it out. And then they just never talked about it again. And then hmm. you have, you also have, have you heard um, of these directed energy weapons? So right now, the U.S. <laughs> You're military. You're taking me down a deep dive here. Okay. Go, this go. is this isn't conspiracy shit. This is no, real. no. So, it's interesting. I find um, it really interesting. But it's everything. Yeah. I find that when I have these conversations with you, I just get more terrified. Like oh yeah. I started in a position where I was, you know, terrified. <laughs> Elon Musk mm -hmm. is taking over Twitter. This guy already yeah. owns it. Um, now I'm more terrified. Yeah. So this directed energy weapon is basically they take like a big Humvee. And on top of it is like a big, like six foot, six foot by six foot, like square satellite dishy looking thing. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is it shoots like, and it's not the same 5G rays. It's just 5G is the frequency and 5G stands for fifth generation. Yeah. So, but the fluctuation of the wave from top to bottom, that's like the Hertz or something. So the, how fast that goes on 5g is the same as these like the frequency is the same as these 5g weapons and what they do is they aim it at people and like the top 64th of their skin gets really hot so it feels like you're burning but you're not it's just like right above your skin feels super hot so like it's a crowd disbursement method where they fucking blast you with this directed energy and you feel like you're on fire so you fucking run away interesting so the frequency of the ray that those shoot is the same as 5G. I kind of like that though, as a that that for me is like the brown note solution, right? With the <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's just like the same, yeah. <laughs> same sort of delightful. That's that yeah, that's crowd control I can get behind. Um, yeah, because yeah. it's it's non. Just, it's non-destructive if you're not talking about humans but it's non-pain or it, it does cause pain but it doesn't cause damage yeah, yeah like yeah. you won't get an actual physical burn die. from it it'll just feel like it you won't die um cool yeah and so yeah for me with elon this whole twitter thing is just like for me i feel like it would just make twitter better because it would take some of the censorships out of it and maybe it'll suck because it'll like let on some of the alt-right guys that they kicked off, but at the same time. So for me, the whole Elon thing is what's he doing right now that we're not paying attention to because we're all paying attention to Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's probably true. It, to me, like, so I have I have literally no context of of Twitter 
basically my what I get in terms of Twitter is a sensationalized feed of people that are pissed off. It's almost just like Outrage Factory. Um, yeah. where well, actually, we news. come here to show you what people are pissed off about. Correct. Except for this week, because we're talking about conspiracies and shit, but whatever. Yeah, you just really went off the... Um, <laughs> but yeah, because I don't have a whole lot of context about being a Twitter user, so I don't know whether that's going to be better or worse, or if there's yeah. whatever, what it feels like to live in the Twitter-verse. Twitterverse. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah, I just look at, like, yeah, the amount of things that... They, and and I just feel like there's a, there's a few too many of those not too few too many. There's a very small number of those individuals, these super Lex Luthor types, mm-hmm. uh, Bezos and him, uh, you know, the, those two are the ones that scare me the most, but it's just, it's just having individuals with that extreme amount of control and power is scary. Oh yeah. Dude, did you hear I, what I mean, Bezos just got busted for? Sorry. No, go, go. Oh, did I, did I step on the end of your point? I think I that was the end of my point. Okay. Well, I you brought up, quivering in fear that's all yeah so elon for me is like you know how in the states for politics people are like joe biden isn't trump and that makes him okay even though he's just he's bad just not as bad but you have me and i see elon musk is okay because he's not bezos right so it's like the same thing because bezos is the worst billionaire i think of all of them and he just got fucking busted for keeping his um, his housing maids and shit in inhuman, inhumane conditions, like making them like work overtime and in bad conditions and unfed and all this like terrible shit. Isn't that just how he runs his business in general? Yeah. And, I, and my joke was, what, did he make them work at the fulfillment center? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Were they a driver? They have to pee in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Yeah, those two aren't great. Uh, is Kanye West a billionaire? Not anymore. Yeah. He. But uh, wait, wait, is it Yay or Ye? What am I supposed to call him now? Yay, because it was Kanye West. Yeah. And um, hold on, sorry. I'm just commenting because Derek's in the comments, and he said you're a bad social media commentator because you're not on it and i said maybe he's really good because he's not socially invested or emotionally invested but kanye west like kanye is like two i think it's like two different words that mean this like a name so like con is like of yay and yay is a reference to god or whatever so he took it down to yay so it's just instead of kanye it's yay instead of ye or whatever so it's just the second half of his name it would be like, yeah. Well, that that part makes sense to me. I just uh, it, today was the first time I encountered that, and it was actually oh the article you sent referred to him as the artist former the artist Ye formerly known as Kanye West. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think Prince did this better. I yeah, or Madonna. What was, oh, yeah. dude, are you gonna ask me what's going on with Kanye West? Yeah. That's a bag of worms. And actually, well, we talked so about it on the Dale show, but I'll go over it easily. I'll go over it quickly. Well, wait, wait, because... wait, wait, wait. I'm not yeah. that informed. I do know that he was being anti Semitic. We talked mm-hmm. a bit about, or maybe I was listening to you guys last week talking about DEF CON. That was you guys last week. Oh, yeah, that was us. Yeah. Um, he said, I'm going DEF CON 3. Yeah. 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 Three. Um, okay. So I know that much about it. Mm-hmm. But that's basically the heart of the story, right? 
Yeah, the heart of the story is he said that and then he went on a couple podcasts and fucking quadrupled down on all his bad shit. And then he also said that, and he still says, and even after he apologized for all the anti-Semitic stuff, he said, he's still saying Planned Parenthood is like the Holocaust for black people because so many of these abortions were killing black babies, which I don't think he understands how abortions work because you don't really force people to have them. But he was saying it was like they were like, manipulated into having them and he says it's all like population control by like so he's like on this super like the jewish people are trying to keep the population of the black people down or something i don't know because he's he's not clear enough in his explanation of things he's just anti-semitic and he thinks jewish people are out to get him vis-a-vis black people and or people like the secret cabal of whoever's in charge of everything of the states is out to keep the population of black people down which throughout history he does have some reasons to be concerned in a situation like that i get it but that doesn't excuse everything else he said and then probably not dropped out of college um But okay, so you were sending me. Let's let's get into some of the meat because you actually sent me a lot of shit, and there was some really interesting stuff there. Oh yeah, but one of them you were basically just talking about the fact that he has lost a ton of partnerships. Oh yeah, he got turbo canceled. Yeah, like he not only got kicked off Twitter, but he's back. I think Elon let him back on Twitter. He not only got kicked off YouTube and all this stuff, but he's like, Adidas has dropped him. Right. And Adidas dropping him midway to October in the third, in the fourth quarter of the year alone by not selling Yeezy and not stocking Yeezy, they're going to lose $240 million just by breaking this partnership. So that means they're fucking like into it. I'm just going to pull up the list. That's amazing. Of Sorry, is that, Adidas is going to lose $240 million. Yeah, Adidas. Like Kanye is going to lose a bunch of money. Yeah. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm just going to pull up that article because it has a list of actually, you but know I what I have is actually, like I have a list of, cause like I said, I talked about yeah. this, sorry to cut you off, but I have a list of all the stuff I talked about on the Dale show still. And we we're talking about Kanye. So I'll just go quickly go over the list of stuff that he has dumped him. If you would like. Uh, yes. Well, it's really about whether or not Derek would like as our sole active listener. (laughs) Hey, uh, Kate's listening too. So Kanye has bought parlor. Now he's the sole owner of parlor. So he's, so Elon Musk is not the only billionaire who went and bought a social media thing. Um, I guess Kanye has a point though. There does seem to be a bit of a racial inequality in terms of mm -hmm. you got the better. The problem is he's kind of right on some of the stuff he's saying, which is terrible. Not the Jewish stuff. I don't. I want to go out. He's not right on any of the Jewish shit, but he brings up like the Tuskegee incident, and he brought up how he thinks like Prince was actually murdered and not just died of an overdose of fentanyl. They say maybe he somebody switched his prescription, and he says like obviously the Planned Parenthood thing, and then, but yeah, so. So he just um, a whole bunch of conspiracy theories out. Oh yeah, it's like um, a can of worms. So, okay. 
the film and television MRC studio dropped him because they were going to release a documentary on Kanye. Mm -hmm. Yay. Uh, CAA, the Creative Arts Agency, which was his representation, dropped him. Adidas dropped him. Gap dropped him. They had like a partnership where gap had like um yeezy gap had a thing and they closed down the website tj max dropped him they're not i think the thing that surprised me the most about this list is i didn't realize that he was this big of a deal i know right we already all decided he was crazy like he's been doing not he hasn't been in the in this like you know now people should now people are getting truly hurt crazy but he's been doing stupid shit for a while well the thing was people he was crazy and he was doing bad shit things, but people were still buying his shit. Yeah. So they were like, yeah. And then like when he said, because he went on this podcast called The Drink Champs, and he said, Adidas can't drop me. I could say whatever the fuck I want. And right. but like I said, they lost $240 million in two for the last two months of 2022. Well, they kind of have to call that bluff, right? Yeah. And the other reason they have to drop him is because the founder of Adidas, Adidas, was actually a Nazi. So they kind of have to be like, yo, we have to fucking get out of this yeah. because we already have a very shaky history to begin with as a company. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So Aaron Donald was a Los Angeles Rams defensive lineman. He was a sponsor of Donda Sports, which is one of these mm-hmm. companies. Jalen Brown was a Celtics player. He got dropped. And then um, Balenciaga dropped him. But I don't know if Balenciaga and him were still doing stuff. Yeah, no, Balenciaga dropped him. And then one of the things that Kanye was talking about was he was saying Balenciaga was already starting to sever ties, but they were poaching the talent he had in his design houses or whatever. I don't know. That's a whole bunch of stuff. That sounds delightful. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I we were talking. You won't remember this. You've done a lot of these episodes, but I've only done a couple. And so mm-hmm. I remember that we were talking quite a lot about cancel culture the first time we had a chat and like the idea of how far it should go, how long it should last for, like at what point have you sort of, you know. Oh, yeah. Like a road used. to redemption, like. Yeah, like and, just how uh, prisons work it's to redeem or it's to like rehabilitate you as yeah, the soul the idea yeah i, I mean uh, of course you're not allowed to vote ever again um in many states but mm. um, you can't get employed because people do background checks and they are allowed to discriminate against people based on their criminal past anyway all that doesn't matter that's a totally different scenario but in this context i'm like this dude is such a crazy like nightmare yeah good let's just cancel them mm-hmm. uh, like, which I have no morals i'm willing to cancel forever people that i <laughs> do not like and the people that can't cancel that i do like i mean i hated yeezys from the get-go i always thought they were ugly shoes they basically just look like socks with soles on them which you think would be comfortable but for not at that price mm-hmm. and then i've never been a fan of his music because like the first album he was telling people to drop out of school or to college and i was like bro not everybody is like middle class some of us should go to college to better ourselves and then 
yeah and i just didn't all like and like that song n-words in paris was like my hell it was just so annoying and it was getting played everywhere and everybody mm-hmm. was white was like this song's crazy you hear what they're saying and you're like turn it off and then he married kim Kardashian, and everything got yeah imagine if he had never get... married kim kardashian he would have been gone so long ago anyway yeah yeah that's how i see it mm-hmm. um yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> speaking about things that start with K-I, should we talk about some kids? I think you had a few different scenarios where I felt like kids or minors, we'll say, were being unfairly... Oh, yeah. Like, uh... oh, let's the talk mural. about the what? Go ahead. I was going to say oh, that mural. That mural really, that story really pissed me off. Okay, yeah, let's talk about this mural. Um, I'll put a link in the comments. If you're listening to this on audio only i will put this picture in the youtube version so just go check out the youtube version about 45 minutes in i'll put up the mural that this child had painted and then a whole bunch of parents got super fucking butthurt and said it was all like i don't know that grooming and weird shit that they didn't want to see and yeah they said it was anti-christian that it was that there were like yeah hidden satanic messages all sorts of delightful delightful uh Mm -hmm. Um, well i'm not sure if the person who made the article was lbgtq but there are like there's seemingly romantic embrace like there's these two girls with their arms interlocked and they in like a couple situation and they're both girls i don't know and then it has like a bunch of vaccine shit because it's called stay healthy so i think a lot of right people were maybe anti-vaxxers or whatever or mad because it has them like giving vaccines and then it has like people intermixed with personified animals and stuff like i don't get why these people are this butthurt about this mural like it would take me a while to like try to pick through the images and stuff i just know it's ugly like <laughs> artistically it's not that well done but it was well, done by a student yeah so. it's done by a high schooler um so I, I see i didn't find it but i had a hard t- it was almost like a uh, a where's waldo scenario trying to find all the things they were angry at in this mural like they were not it was not in your face. I guess that was the thing that the thing, because you could look at it and you're like, yes, the, oh. I totally agree that the clothing is, there's a trans flag, there's a bisexual flag on two of their t-shirts, a rainbow outfit. Now, I think all of that's delightful. And yeah. I'm sure that a lot of, uh, you know, of the kids that are in this scenario, uh, in this school probably think that's delightful, but I can see how that would anger people but it's not in your face like that was the yeah. thing I did and I was like what are they all angry about and then I had to go through article the article piece by piece and each thing I had to go and try and find it in the mural and uh and I think I just found I, the satan head did you see the little mask of uh apparently yeah. it's a video game character but hey maybe it's a oh, satan okay. or the like there's a hand with an eye in it that's supposed to be a both a symbol of healing or a symbol of god it's also it's um god i can't remember what that's from but it's funny that that's there because i was just talking to a guy at work 
because he has it tattooed on the back of his hand. But if you, everybody's seen the symbol in like hippie shops and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like three fingers and then the thumb goes out like that. And it's a thumb on the other side with an eye in the middle. And what it is, is it's a, it's a defense symbol against the evil eye. And I can't, it's not Kabbalah. And I don't know if it's like an actual religious thing, but it's basically, it's a spiritual symbol. That's not Christianity, which people who complain about stuff like that kind of see that as default satanic because it's not pro Christianity. And then there are a bunch of symbols in circles in this. Like there's one where there's like a circle over a triangle with a line through it. And I, I don't know what that is, but it could be a symbol of something. So like, yeah, I don't know. I like, I, I obviously, I think it's a bit of an overreaction, but mm-hmm. also, um, I think w- what frustrated me was like how how passionate these parents got about yeah. it. You know what I mean? And then the approach was basically like tear this girl down, and like a, they had like a whole school board with parents uh, and kids forum uh, hearing. I don't know what they called it, um, but they like tore her to shreds to the point that she was, you know, like left in tears. Um, yeah, that's despicable. Probably just, you know, because here she was, she just had this life, probably one of the highlights of her short life of like, Mm -hmm. I've just won this contest to be able to create this mural. I get to express myself in this way that's supposed to be really positive. Um, And if, you know, it doesn't sound as though she was intending to have any subversive, satanic, anti-Christian messaging. So uh, yeah, it's like hard to have something interpreted that way. It's just a, it's a really tough lesson in being an artist mm-hmm. right there. Like Yeah, like you said, it was the sat- the thing I thought was a Satan match. You're like, oh, it's just a thing from a game. So like I said, the hand thing that everybody's seen that and it's to gu- guard you from the evil eye. She probably put all this in because it's stuff she'd like that she'd seen around she wasn't like i'm gonna be satanic and put this stuff in to like groom the kids or whatever everybody's super like, afraid of yeah let's get <laughs> being honest that's almost like giving her too much credit as an evil mastermind like it would be yeah it's that's quite a lot of work to be able to hide all these things in such a uh, mm-hmm. uh so so but but i guess my 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 question is um i'm not a parent you're about to be a parent Mm -hmm. i i don't understand the nature of like uh protective parent you know whatever it is bear mom or or dad dad tiger moms and helicopter moms i'm just talking about the parent who's like i'm so uh, concerned about the scenario because of my child. I want to make sure that my child isn't uh, subjected to something that is threatening to them, whether, you know, emotionally or physically or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have that mindset and I've never had that experience. So I understand. But these parents that lose their fucking minds over this stuff, yeah. how much of it truly has to do with their children and how much of it is just, you know, this is their own political agendas. Uh, it's an opportunity to sort of wave the flag for their team. Um, yeah well i think i think what it is is i'm gonna say something that a lot of people are gonna hate there are some things that these parents have umbrage with that is actually founded like for the longest time every time they're taught they're complaining about all the books in the library i'm like whatever it's just books but then you go and look what's in these books and and it's like 
libraries for like k to seven so it's like Mm -hmm. 12 year olds max and there's like some of them have like graphic descriptions of oral sex and shit in them and you're like what the fuck why is that in the fucking elementary school library and it was just kind of like a thing that kind of got through that not enough people checked so there are incidences of let's just say malicious materials that these kids are exposed to but then they found out that there was some actual stuff that they could get angry about. So they just kind of started getting blanket angry, way too angry about everything. Because I think a lot of them feel like, like a lot of them are adopting this term groomer and stuff because they think that like these alternative lifestyles are trying to groom their children into be accepting of them, which they are, which they should because children should be accepting uh, of I see what you're saying like same-sex marriage and shit but a lot of these r- religious people don't want their kids to be exposed to same-sex religion and stuff and or mar- um, relationships and stuff mm-hmm. so that's what they're getting into and then there's sometimes like where the people on the other side will get into like ain't antagonistic behavior like the whole, have you heard about the um, drag queen story hour and like all ages drag shows and stuff? Mm-hmm. So it's like, no. <clears throat> so there's like these drag queens that want to go read books to five year old, like kindergarten and preschool kids. And it's like, okay, however you feel about that, there's a lot of parents that are super pissed off about it. So why would you insist on doing it? Like any rational person who takes a step back is like, yeah, you shouldn't get that pissed off that your kids are maybe exposed to drag queens because it's a lifestyle choice and people do it. But on the other hand, you're like, why are you insisting on having drag queens lead story hour to five-year-olds? Like it shouldn't matter, but the fact that you're insisting on doing it to antagonize these people is still a problem. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%, especially especially if the intent is to, or basically if you're doing it with an idea, anytime you're doing something where you're like, my method or my way of thinking here is correct, therefore I don't mm-hmm. give a shit about how anybody else perceives the scenario, I, yeah. I, I, regardless of whatever your, your, um, the thing that you're doing is, I feel like that's the wrong approach to take. So if you're going into this drag, you know, drag queen story hour with an idea of like, I'm going to force my way in there because I want to make sure that, you know, this is a great thing for kids to have an exposure to and fuck all the people who, uh, who have any concerns or other ideas. Um, I think if you go into it saying like, there could be a couple of other scenarios you could say, Hey, there's uh, yeah. An opportunity for people to sort of have a more diverse experience at a younger age yeah. uh that's there's probably something to be said for for that um and there's probably something to be said for you know get, normalizing or giving opportunity to people who have alternative lifestyles to be in a, you know in the workforce represented but i think it's different i don't know i i i, I want to be walking carefully here because i don't want to end up i know this is a problem is we can't just be like well this is what should blue 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 because it's such a touchy subject because both sides have been so malicious in their activity that it's like no matter what you say about it it's gonna piss somebody off so it's like you're saying you're like walking on eggshells trying to think of the perfect way to say this yeah 
totally. And just to just to comment on it, let yeah. alone what's the right solution for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, okay, so you know, I think there's a difference between uh, you know, like a, a trans mm-hmm. uh, individual leading story hour representing themselves yeah. versus uh, what, you know, a RuPaul style, like the pageantry of um, yeah. Queen or whatever, because that's sort of like, um, I, I would understand the argument where somebody's like, I, I should be able to choose if my kid consumes mm-hmm. that form of uh, lifestyle or entertainment. I think they're two different things. Yeah. Like for me personally, even if a businessman in a three piece suit was like, Hey, I want to come read to your five-year-old kids because I want to do businessman story hour. I'd be like, because you want to read the kids, you don't get to, because that's cre- That's a big red flag to begin with. Yeah. Man. Like who wants to read the kids. Imagine if we had clown time story hour where some clowns are like, I think we should get these kids used to being clowns. Clowns have been like, since it came out and since John Wayne Gacy like wrecked the image of clowns, we got to make people okay with clowns. So they are like, we're going to have clown story hour. I'd be like, fuck no, clowns are creepy. I'm not trying to say, okay, that's bad because I was trying to go for a joke, but that just makes me sound intolerant. But what I'm saying too (laughs) is like, even if you're going to do these story times and try to get like young kids used to the idea of gender dysphoria and dealing with that and maybe coming to terms with that drag queens and trans people are two different things so not necessarily that's true like same individual but i think it's two it's two different like mm -hmm. one is somebody being themselves and one is an expression Mm -hmm. uh, a performance and and yeah that could be me not fully understanding the whole situation but that that's how i see it um and so yeah i i I can sort of see the argument on that one Um, but but basically i think what you've drawn out there because my my original question was like is this truly parents looking out for their children like is that the is that mm-hmm. the thing they're afraid of what their children might experience or is it an opportunity for them to drive in on sort of the other the other group that they're fighting against but yeah. um throughout that conversation it sounds like we were talking about parents actually being concerned about the welfare of their children yeah and as long as kid as parent like my parents didn't let me watch horror movies when i was like young and i was more sheltered than i wanted to be but, Did they let you watch 70s cartoons or puppet shows? Because they were so much more scary than horror movies. <laughs> Dude, the Nutcracker fantasy, I'm just going to drop that in here. Okay. It's like a stop-motion puppet version of the Nutcracker. The first five minutes of it is like explaining how there's a little... Uh, like shadow dude that comes around in the night and if you're still awake he eats you and it, oh, they're like what? show it and then there's the it was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life I watched it when I was four I had nightmares for Adam. uh watched it as an adult and I was like these people are on drugs it was so trippy and so scary it's yeah anyway, that's a that's a I'm just going off on a tangent here but no I get it like my it's parents weird also didn't want me to watch horror movies instead they gave me yeah <laughs> And it's weird how you have the nutcracker fantasy like you're talking about. And it's like, did these adults who made this, were they just trying to scare kids? Because they scared a lot of fucking kids. That's like the Dark Crystal. I watched that when I was a kid and that scared the fuck out of me. Like how there was like the Skeksis who would just eat the elven people. And then 
there was that part where they were like, uh, or where they were like eating them and stuff. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? So mm-hmm. it was like scariest. Yeah, man. Or like the second Wizard of Oz was also really scary. The lady taking her hat off. Oh, dude, Return to Oz? Yeah. Yeah, with uh, the chick from Feruza Balk, the chick from The Craft. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that movie as an adult, but yeah, when you're little, it's scary. Cause yeah, the chick takes off her head or the wheeler monkeys and they're like screaming and chasing her. And then one falls into the desert and turns into mm-hmm. sand and crumbles. So scary. It's not as scary in the book or cartoon form, but that, that movie mm-hmm. is terrifying. Uh, but so if actually <laughs> this, this might be an interesting segue. So if all of, those things from our childhood we can pull up quite a few of these children's movies that are mm-hmm. freaking terrifying what's sort of the equivalent in the last five ten years if i think through like pixar and oh um poison and all that is there there's this thing called five nights at freddy's okay but i think that might be intentionally scary but it's like these like zombie teddy bears and stuff i don't know what it is, is that but it's creepy looking sequel yeah, the same series <laughs> no it, it doesn't have that guy in it. <laughs> um <laughs> okay i can see why it's scary it's five times yeah. um okay well yeah, yeah i'm just trying to i'm trying to get a sense of like are kids regularly scared mm-hmm. in the media that they consume um yeah i there has to be something that like and then it's like I was talking about how with like the Nutcracker fantasy, was it intentionally scary or was it just an accident? Yeah, like, well, I don't think it was intended to be scary. Well, who knows? Maybe the little German. Mind you, that reminded it's funny because I was watching The Office again recently and Dwight mm-hmm. keeps going on about his like German or old Dutch, you know, fairy tales for children are all about, you know, if you're bad, we'll cut your fingers off. Uh, and I was like, mm-hmm. thinking about that and I was like, hmm, this this German story that I remember from the Nutcracker fantasy about the uh, the guy coming around and eating you if you were still awake after the lights were supposed to be out. Um, oh yeah, the guy would like that landed differently in different places. Like maybe you know what I mean. Like maybe that is a children's yeah. story in in other cultures, and uh, it's not quite so terrifying. Well, like Hansel and Gretel when they go into the forest and they get eat the witch totally. tries to fucking eat them and shit. It was just like, I think there were just like tales that were set in a time that was fucking scary where people would actually steal kids and eat them in times of like depression and and like mad poverty and stuff or like uh, the Black Plague and stuff. I don't know why they would, but yeah, like, or how scary wolves were and stuff. Either way, you were having a tough life anyway, so might as well get started early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we are not there anymore. You cannot no. scare children anymore. No. Especially if you work at a daycare. Hey. Yeah. So Ooh. what I like to call day scare. There's this um, five daycare workers have been charged with child abuse for wearing a mask and scaring kids. And you're like, wait, what? Child abuse for like just giving kids a little scare near Halloween? And it's like... It's a bit more than that. Like you watch, did you watch the video? Yeah, I did. I did. I watched the video again. Not a parent. Also, somebody who did, I don't generally, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of 
interest in kids that are younger than two. Um, so I'm probably the worst person to comment on this, but I was watching them and I'm like, okay, they are, it looks like they're getting off and running around and making yeah. scream. And it, 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 yes, it felt wrong watching what was going on. But at the same time, part of, part of me was like, isn't this what kids do all the time anyway? Aren't they always just screaming about something? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think like, a defense be like, yeah. I wasn't sure if they didn't like what I was doing because they were crying <laughs> the whole time and the whole day anyway. Uh, no, definitely it was wrong what they were doing. Yeah, it, the funny uh, thing is, it's like right when it starts, you like laugh because it's funny because they're just like giving someone a scare, whether they're kids or adults, when you're like, bah! and they're like, ah, it's like funny, but it goes to like, like you said, feeling wrong right away because they're like just in their face with like um, the ghost face killer from Scream and they're like screaming in these kids face and these kids are like fucking terrified and they're reeling back. But then they kind of just don't let up and they're just like still screaming in their yeah. faces and being like, we're going to take you outside. And it's like, yo, what? Chill down. And the other weird part is they recorded this themselves and released it to social media. And you're like, okay, are you guys just sociopaths who don't know what's right and wrong? Were you like legitimately getting off on this? Like, did it make you joy or were you just like hated these kids at this daycare you worked at? Or it's like so fucking weird, but it's like, that part doesn't make any sense to me. That's super surprising. I didn't realize. Uh, yeah, but I think the like the thing is if if they basically done it and then let's say they scare the first kid, the kid goes fucking crazy, so scared, and then they like whip off the mask and like no no it's just me sorry buddy blah 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 and there was the you know like let's bring it all back to mm -hmm. uh, that might be and maybe that's edited out of the video. No, because what happened was they described it in the video where they like scared a kid and then picked him up and then took him out of the room oh. and then they went to the next kid and scared him or her i can't remember which one it was and then they're like we're gonna take you outside like your friend unless you behave so i don't know if it was like they got fed up with these kids just being shitty and were trying to scare yeah. them so that they'd be quiet and listen to the daycare workers or but it's like one of those things where it was like way over the line and since they recorded this themselves and they're like, there's nothing wrong with this. Let's put this on social media. So people give us likes or whatever. It's like, that's just, what that the fuck is disturbing. Yeah. Else were they doing? Yeah. Because if they yeah, got to what that they point, that they're not they recording you, what they're not, what are they not recording? Yeah. Or like, they're like, these kids are obviously terrified and they're like, that's fine. We'll put it on social media. Like what, what did they choose not to put up that they have recorded? And then I'd imagine that, maybe the courts who charged them with child abuse and they, they were all immediately fired and they're all charged with like child abuse and stuff. So I wonder if there's more stuff that they videotaped that they didn't release type of deal. I feel, I felt when I read that it was like, you know, felony child abuse. Yeah. Whatever. That's, that was the thought that I had. I was like, there's got to, this is about, got to be like a tip of the iceberg thing where more things have come out. Um, mm -hmm. Not that what they, you know, I, I, I'm sort of, playing devil's advocate a bit in this conversation because of what they did certainly seems disturbing and wrong like when you watch the video you feel like shit um but when i watched it and i was like is this child abuse like this it's this seems pretty 
Like you would expect there would have to be more for it to be a felony. That's all. Yeah. So I yeah, like I get what you're saying. Mind the, you, uh, I assume if I was a parent of those children, I would have been like death penalty. All of oh, them. if I was if I was a parent of those children, I'd be in jail because I would have gone and just fucking given one of these women a straight right and been like, you don't fucking fuck with my kid. And like yeah. me and Andrea were talking about it. Because she was like, what would you do if this happened? I'd be like, I'd go to jail because like you see the video and you're like, okay, you could scare a kid and then be like, like you said, lift up and be like, oh, that's silly. We're playing a game. But when you're just like doing it to just torture a child, then it's just like, okay, you're fucked. You need to be stopped. I don't know if you'd be able to do it, man. You might show up. You'd go to hit them. They'd put down the screen mask. And then I'd run away terrified. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, I get why these kids are scary. These women are nuts. (laughs) Yeah. But maybe that's the equivalent of the scary witch in the wood. Like they're teaching these kids not to trust daycare work. I don't know. I don't know what the lesson would be, but I saw like, I had seen another video that was like totally unrelated but it was i think it was in china and they had like kids sitting in a circle and someone came in wearing a mask and stuff and it was like trying to give the kids candy and if the kid took the candy the person would pick them up and then just take them out of the room like they weren't like screaming in their face or anything it was just like a lesson to not take candy from strangers so it's like they come in and the first kid's like fuck yeah i'll have some candy and then they just like take them out and then the next one, everybody's like, no. And they're all like scared of the person and like refuse to take candy. And like some of them didn't even look at him and stuff. So it's like in a situation like that, it's still almost borderline, but I get what they're trying to do and it's not malicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess it's just like the mural, it's necessarily just, work. Yeah. Like the mural, this is all just like an intent thing. Like, what yeah. was your intention with it? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah exactly. Yeah. And I think the same thing just got me with the mural is like, uh, or it's sort of, that's not it at all. It's kind of the opposite. With the mural, I felt like the parents were outra- outraged, not for their children. And then mm-hmm. with this daycare thing, I absolutely was like, these parents are outraged because their children are being subjected to really terrible really they weren't even doing a good job of the imitation of the screen thing either like yeah just you know they could if they were going to be shitty humans they could do a better job of it so it'd be (laughs) more entertaining you know if they were to try to scare me but yeah that's gonna take more than just the screen mask to scare this guy that's it anyway i think Um, it's about children yeah sorry what'd you say that's enough about children. Wait, how yeah. you're having a child in March? Yes. March 22nd. Oh, the funny thing, you know how I'm like conspiracy guy? Yeah. There's a conspiracy thing about my kid's birthday or due date. So I was listening to this uh, podcast I listen to all the time. Derek is so sick of hearing me listen to talk about listening to conspiracy podcasts, but it's called Occult Symbolism in Popular Culture. And this guy like he goes through and he breaks down all the like occult and Illuminati symbolism that's in like TV and music videos and stuff. And he was covering Stranger Things season four and he's going through and he's saying all the occult shit that's in there, which is a lot because it's a scary show and whatever. But have you seen it? Stranger Things? Yeah. 
season yeah, four? I, the, I think I watched the first. No, I haven't watched season four. Oh, I got okay. the first two episodes, and then as soon as the dude in the third one with like the shitty mustache and the life, the lifeguard with the shitty mustache, uh, that that plot line lost me. All the like the weird guy with the mullet mm-hmm. who's like trying to pick up the mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So in season four, I'm just going to explain it to you because you haven't seen it. In season yeah, four, good though, because I, I actually like coming on here because I, I feel like I get a dose of stuff that I'm not normally exposed to. Most of this yeah. podcast has been you explaining shit to me. It's it's like <laughs> the long form version of having a Twitter account, right? <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> in season four, they go to a roller rink and um, they're like, the kids are in high school now and there's some kids bullying Elle. And they're videotaping her while they bully her, which is a terrible idea because you're just making evidence. It's just like these kids, these fucking daycare workers, like, why are you taping this? But anyways, they're taping, they're taping it with like a VCR held handheld video recorder. And then it shows through like it shows the uh, viewfinder and the date is March 22nd. And I was like, hey, that's my kid's due date. That's cool. What a weird coincidence. And then. Uh, Isaac Weishaupt, who's the host of the occult and symbolism in popular culture, he's like, this is a bo- a bones, uh, skull and bones um, message, because on the skull and bones logo, they have 322 underneath the picture of the skull and the crossbone. And that's a reference to Genesis 322, because here, I'll read you. I'm oh. actually just going to go find, I'll this- open up Biblegate.com one of my most or bible gateway it's one of my most viewed websites what were you gonna say <laughs> i was saying it's so so perfect that your yeah. kid's birthday is a in it it's the great it's the greatest gift they could give a conspiracy enthusiast <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah. genesis 322 do you know what the skull and bones is I kind yeah. of glanced over that. So Yale. Oh, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The secret society. Yeah. Yale has a secret society where some of the students join in. It's called the Skull and Bones. And both of the bushes are in it. And there's that movie, The Bones. I think it was called Skull and Bones. And it was about it. So Genesis 322. And the Lord God said, the man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So this is this is in reference right after Adam ate from the apple of the tree of knowledge. And he learned the secrets of the universe by learning the uh, that, he that good be- and evil existed. And God was like, we can't let them eat from the tree of life. Otherwise, they'll live forever. So that's why he kicked them out of the Garden of Eden. Because I didn't know this when I was a kid growing up in the church. But there was more than one tree in the Garden of Eden. And one was the tree of knowledge, which is the one that they ate. And then there was the tree of life, which was guarded by an angel with a fucking flaming sword or some weird shit. Why didn't they tell us the good shit when we were kids? That sounds amazing. Like, if they told us about angels with flaming swords and shit, I'd probably still be into religion. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta be some of that in Paradise Lost. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I'm I'm following all this. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah. What is the, like, what's the end state of this? What's the end state of the conspiracy? At the end of the day, does it mean that your child is going to live forever? No. 
the end of the day, it means since I have reproduced and had a progeny and my genes will live forever, I have become immortal and I have become a god yeah, because I, like I had that. a baby. Also, um, is there anything <laughs> to the fact that the birthday would then be a uh, palindrome, right? Because isn't it going to be three, two, 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 three? Oh, it is. Damn, I never even thought of that. I think that you know, extra, yeah. power, extra power to it. Damn. Well, it, it wouldn't really be a palindrome because it would be like two, zero, don't, two, three. Don't correct it. Don't correct two. it. Okay. <laughs> it's a palindrome. You're right. That's crazy. Super powerful. <laughs> Andrea is so sick of me telling everybody about this story. Like I, I honestly told someone this story already today and she's like, I'm sick of hearing about this, but it's like your kids usually never really born on its due date anyway. So this one, this one maybe you won't even have to worry about this. <laughs> oh, but if you're asking why do the skull and bones have 322 on their logo their yeah. crest it's because it's an occult secret society and their whole goal is to find life everlasting or well, i just forgot the word of that i don't know where you live forever what's the word for that i just had a brain fart what Mortality. yeah that right. so it's like their pledge to live as long as possible or whatever. I don't know. He explains it in the podcast. And then I was just like, so blown away. I didn't really catch all of it. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm, you've lost me. I'm just excited at being the first person to sing Celine Dion on your podcast. <laughs> I'm surprised you know words of Celine Dion. You know, words of Celine Dion. Come on. Well, that's true. Um, Very true. No, I know that song because uh, it was, uh, I had to perform it at grad. Oh, really? In grad 2000. It was a, it was a sore point for me because Daryl Brooks and I uh, had written a song. There was like a grad song competition and we'd written a song. Mm -hmm. We hadn't really got to the point of like getting the band together to play it and everything. And so we just like plunked it down on the piano and, and played it. And then, uh, but then the trio of really good, really good singers uh three ladies came in and they'd like prepared everything and they had it for the Celine Dion song and they sang it. It's really good. Actually, it was a much better song than the one I wrote, I wrote obviously. <laughs> so, it's uh, wild to it's think awesome. that you guys wrote your own grad song because when I was graduating from high school, I fucking didn't do anything. I was just like, sure, I'll leave. I'll go get a job. And you guys are like, we're writing music. You dyed your hair and listened to Prodigy. So that's true. I did um, do that. <laughs> did do that pretty much the same thing hey i have a musical question this mm -hmm. isn't really about outrage in the world but it's just something i saw today that i knew you were coming on so i wanted to ask you about it if i say the piano chord c69 does that mean anything to you is it six nine or two nine six nine c69 or is it two not two six nine it's two nine let me see because apparently there's a piano chord that if you play, you won't have nightmares because it'll give you nice dreams. I think that that is uh, really special. Um, yeah, C69 piano chord. 
So I would have understood like C1, 2, 3, that usually has to do with like the, you know, like how you can make oh, a certain okay. amount of C chords on the piano based on the, the one is closest to the lowest yeah. the register, but I don't know what two nine would be unless that means that they're six nine. Oh, I think it's six slash nine. So maybe it's playing the two, like C oh, at six and C, C at six nine. Slash at nine? nine. Yeah. No, that that would typically mean that it's actually the so scale, you know, it's like do re mi fa so la ti do, right? So there's eight notes. If you uh, have a regular major chord, it's like the first, third, and fifth notes of that scale. Mm -hmm. If you have a say you play a sixth chord, it means that you've added in the sixth note of the scale. Okay. Uh, it's the yeah, I mean you're really testing my music theory. It's been 20 something years, but uh so a six nine would be you're putting the the six and then you're putting the two in, but you're putting well, they say nine because you're putting the higher octave of it. So like if you started at one and that's the C, that's the root of the scale. scale yeah. And then you basically went like from there. C, D, F, all the way up uh, to the next C. Yeah. Right? That's a full octave. Mm -hmm. It's down here and one's an octave higher. And if you put the D that comes right after that, right, that mm -hmm. higher C, if you played it with the low C, you would call it the nine because it's nine steps away from that. Oh. Nine scale points away from that first one. So if it was a C, six, nine, then they'd probably have the six and the nine in there. Okay. Well, make it a nice pretty chord yeah because they're saying like it's like if you listen to this while you're asleep in REM sleep it'll stop you from having nightmares and you'll actually have nice sleep nice I, so. you, you know what I uh I want to actually have uh, like I don't know if I know anybody who has crazy nightmares all the time I want to find out who that person is then I want to try this out and see if this is a true thing because it sounds like mm -hmm. a miracle cure and also a really yeah but all you have to do is it's like play it every 10 seconds. Was that the thing? Like while they're sleeping? Yeah. You play it every 10 seconds yeah. and then, yeah. But would it be more scary to have someone playing the piano in your room if you woke up? Well, I think it would it depend on what you're playing though. Right. Cause the, so there, there are for years for, since the dawn of time, I guess, but with the Western scale, anyway, the scale that we know for years, there's been a lot of knowledge about how there is very distinct, like, not just emotional, but also physical reaction to playing certain notes. Like there's a, the most famous one is the tritone, which is um, like uh, two, two places where everybody knows it. One is the Simpsons and that's one that resolves itself. So it goes like the Simpsons. And if mm -hmm. you, you think of those three notes, you basically had the first two notes are the tritone. And it used to be referred to in medieval times as like the travel for the, the devil's interval because it's yeah. so painful. Um, and when you get to that second one, for whatever reason, we, we all just go freaking insane and crazy until you resolve it. It's called move it to the fifth, to the five, which is like the most perfect tone. Oh, um, okay. The place, the place where we also all know that it's used, that tritone is with like uh, European ambulances or like old school ambulances. So they go like, because eh, 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 it's the most obnoxious two notes you can play one after the other. So okay. it's everybody on, on edge. Like you physically get on edge when you hear it, which yeah. is, so then everybody pays attention to it for the ambulance. Um, and it's just, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all science. It just has to do with the sound waves. Like the one and the five are like a 
the the five is the halfway point of the sound wave for the one so that's they all okay they're really nice and they resonate nicely and all those sorts of things but anyway you were saying sorry i want to interrupt a sec so when you were saying like you go c to c that's one to eight and then nine of this two devil let's what's it called the devil's triad what are the two differences? It's like you starting at C, what's the devil's triad of that? The, so in a C, it would be a F sharp. It's, a, it's the sharp four. So if you go to the four of the scale and then you yeah. sharp that, so make it a little bit higher, um, and you Wait, make it really Wouldn't painful. that be the fifth? Or do the sharps not count as well, a step? Dude, how much time have you got? So... <laughs> 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 no it wouldn't be the t- fifth so there's tones and semitones in music semitones yeah. and that's western music eastern music uh, gets into quarter tones um but basically the semitone is like the distance between any two keys on the piano like a white key and a black key like if mm-hmm. there's a black key it's a white key to black key and then that would be a semitone and a yeah. tone is two of those so like you would basically an example on a c scale is like you go c to c sharp is a semitone c to d is a tone Oh, okay. Major scale goes like tone, 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 semitone, tone, tone, semitone. So there's a point in time where I just said that wrong. Nobody will know. Yeah. So there's a point if you basically did tritone, which is three tones in a row, you end up with a sharp four instead of a natural four, which is the one that sounds nice to us. Because again, it's I think mm-hmm. a four is just a is when you take the sound wave of one and divide it by three, you get the four. Anyway, fuck it. Uh, the okay. point of the story is that you could make a really pleasant sounding tone that would make mm-hmm. everyone feel very at ease. Nice. So, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I feel like people used to use, like, one of the theories about the pyramid, you're going to love this, was they think they used to have these things called sound shamans. It's just like a working theory someone came up with. And it was like, in the pyramid there's like each different little like chamber resonates differently either like just through the tones of the earth or whatever like the background resonance of the earth would go through the stone and if you hollowed out a a, like a chamber in a certain way there'd be a certain resonance in there and they're saying it was for like there's healing chambers and shit like you'd go in there and it would heal you just like the vibrations or whatever and they would take like they did this experiment like now they went to a pyramid and the healing chamber they took like bean seeds and the like typical germination of a bean seed i don't know what it is so i'm just going to give you like an example so it'd be like 50 percent of these seeds would actually grow into beans and then they put them in this chamber and then, and then it was like 90 percent of them did it do you know what i mean mm-hmm. Did you intend to stop recording? No, I think my computer ran out of space. Oh, okay. So I'm going to have to slice on the last half of this from the Facebook feed. So if you're listening to this, I'm sorry for that awkward transition during my dope-ass sound shaman speech. But yeah, so they're also saying that one of the ways that they moved the pyramid blocks was they hooked up some sort of apparatus to it. Like think of like a tuning fork or something. And then made a noise, and then the thing that was attached to the stone would vibrate it, and then you could move it along the ground and shit. Interesting. Yeah, so I, that's like one working. Theory. So these are some things that you you could you could start getting me to bite on some 
conspiracy theory stories if you start going down this road. I, uh, I, I you know, count those as conspiracy theories though, because it's not two people conspiring. It's just like right. secret history, which is <laughs> fucking, oh my god. Or like belief in an alternative medicine that's based on sound waves. Yeah. Uh, but I do, I think that, yeah, that's, it's one that I can, I could see there being a lot of opportunity for deeper study into that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I mean, it's part of the, part of like the witchcraft and voodoo of listening to analog music, right? It's the belief that the sound wave is interacting with you in a physical way as well as. Yeah. And it's weird because it's like when you listen to music, it does affect you and changes you. Yeah. Like you listen to a song you like, and you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Or you listen to country and you want to just fucking burn down universal your language, man. Everybody gets <laughs> country is yeah. like it's storytelling. Like uh I think um Malcolm Gladwell did a podcast about episode about this, or maybe a couple. Yeah, but I think uh, it, it explain anyway. Summarize it really well for people that aren't country fans. But it just it's mm-hmm. it's it is sort of uh, out of all the music genres, it's probably one of the better ones. Apart from like medieval balladeers, it's probably one of the better ones at uh, oh yeah conveying the story. Andrea just came out and she pointed at our yeah. Tibetan singing bowls, which is mm. actually because I should have saw thought of this when you're talking about healing through music. Right. There's actually a bunch of hippies who like play these and then hold them over your body and then they're supposed to like heal you. Do you want me to? I want you, you to, want play me to play this. Yeah, I want you to heal something. Okay. Yeah, Tibetans actually do it and they believe it. Do you want me to play it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Can you hear it through my mic? Yeah. I could hear a little bit of it. Oh, it was, it yeah. was fun watching you do the action though. <laughs> I'm so good at it. It's fun. <laughs> it's one of those things that I like it's one of those totally dumb things that I have like this secret pride in. Like whenever I go into a hippie shop, I've always like pick up a bowl and I'm like and i'm like i just i always want people to be like impressed at how well i can do it and how i can always make them play because like somebody will be in there and they're like oh i can't do it man and i'll be like watch this and i just like so proud of my tibetan singing bowl ability but nobody gives a fuck there's gonna be there's gonna be an (laughs) element of like uh meditative impact that comes from that I'm sure. or that i have such a strong energy inside me yeah. and i have superpowers and that's why i can yeah. play them so good could be that have you tried playing the uh like you know the wine glasses with different type amounts of water in them oh yeah with your fingers and stuff yeah no i uh can't afford crystal glasses sean thanks for pretty no uh does not only work if it's made out of crystal i don't think so oh I think I don't. Who knows? Maybe it's just more pure if it's crystal. I feel like you could just pull up a glass, but yeah, no. But like you see those videos of people like playing songs. It's fucking nuts. They're badass. I was actually. I think Ben Franklin, one of his first uh, instruments, one of his first, probably one of the few instruments he invented. One of his inventions was this. uh, Is like a glass tube. It was sort of based on the same theory, right? It was like Mm -hmm. a glass tube that would spin like a lathe. And you'd like hold it at different points. And I think it went through a like a basin of water underneath. I can't remember what the hell it was called. 
Oh yeah, to make it wet. That's dope. And they like play at different points. I only know about this because it was one of the things you had to find in Assassin's Creed 3. But uh... (laughs) it's funny, like when video games passively teach you about shit like that, like you'll remember that forever. And you'll just remember. Obviously, I don't remember all the details, but (laughs) it exists because they because I took so freaking long to find it. Um, Yeah, that's all. All right. Well, I think yeah. we're getting to the. Are you there? Oh, wait. There's one thing we have to talk about. Yeah. It's a very important thing that's happening in the world to net right now. Fish are eating human poop and getting addicted to meth. Oh, yes. I love this. And I'm not even joking. And this is my <laughs> favorite story that I've ever read. And there's nothing else to it. It's just people are doing meth and then they're shitting. And then their sewage is going where fish are, and fish are eating the poop and getting addicted to methamphetamine. Well, the, yeah, there is more to it because I think that the conclusion that one scientist came to in that story was that uh, the fish will stop being interested in other pleasure, uh, uh, like traditional pleasure act, uh, producing activities, like uh, reproducing and eating normal food. And so there was a theory that there might be a major ecological impact of the fact that these fish are only like it it said that they all like went right up to the wastewater plant. uh, Like all the fish were congregating there so they could eat all the meth shit. Uh, They were worried that they were just going to ultimately this population would die off because they were spending too much time getting high and not enough time having sex. And I I feel like... (laughs) People who've had sex on on meth do say that it can be challenging to get to the you know point of climax. So that's true. Yeah, you can't really shoot your milt all over those eggs if you're fucking yeah. high on meth. But uh, I do. I love the idea in a <laughs> terrible way, but just like it, I love the idea of fish being, or more so the fact that like I found it really strange like one of the things that was really strange of this is is they were like yeah no we found particularly high concentrations of this and where it was in chechia and slovakia or something i think it was those were the two countries where this oh yeah Czech and Slovak. they had particularly high levels of of um, methamphetamines and that for me opened up a whole new story i want to research now just like is do these have just bad sewer management or treatment plants or is the population of Czechoslovakia and Slovakia high on meth? Yes, this was a, is it like, did they, because they, I think, I think the population of Czech used to be, or still are the world's biggest beer drinking, beer consuming. Oh yeah. By a big margin too. Because I remember looking at thinking like, I'm expecting this to be Belgium or Germany. Mm Mm-hmm maybe you know like england will throw me for a loop there uh but i did not expect that the checks were going to buy a large check invent pilsner they did i think oh see yeah yeah. or i think you should do some research on this i won't but that was the question that this article created for me I want down the fish rabbit hole. (laughs) Why is this where fish are getting addicted to meth? Why not everywhere else? And why is that the only thing they're addicted to? Anyway, could spell disaster. It could. 
But I, I think before it spells disaster, I want it to become an adult swing cartoon. Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah. Like Aquameth Hunger Force. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, you're not on social media, so you don't have to tell anybody where you are. Nope. Um, yeah, Sean Burke. Catch him on here. That's the only place on the entire internet I, you're going to catch him. I'm just here to try and drive away your your few viewers. It's, uh, hey, it's it's fine. I love having non-social media people and like talking to them because it's like, what's it like? I mean, are there more of us? Here's the problem: yeah. is that we know that each other exists because we're not on any sort of a group. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally no way for you to talk to each other <laughs> unless you randomly meet in the wild. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, man, I enjoy being on here. Uh, oh, thanks, man. It's good. I love just like talking to people for like an hour and a half because they're like they're like a captive audience, like. And when I start talking about conspiracy theories, they're like, all right, I get like more leeway with what you're willing to listen to because you can't just leave. <laughs> ah, I um, think I've got lots I'd be willing to listen to. Tomorrow when we're watching dogs achieve their dreams. Yeah. You can tell me more. Super dogs. Right. Going to super dogs tomorrow. And I can't remember where. If you're in Van if you're in the Vancouver area and you want to go see super dogs, check out the pet show thing i don't know what it's called but super dogs are tomorrow they're course. not paying you money you don't need to advertise it properly yeah. dude could you imagine if super dogs were our sponsor that'd be <laughs> the greatest thing ever would be the greatest thing ever yeah. i agree the funniest thing was somebody's like well you've been doing the podcast a couple of years you guys got any sponsors it's like no i probably should look into how to do that or what to do but i, I don't know <laughs> so yeah but yeah. then you gotta worry about your sponsors censoring what you say and yeah they probably wouldn't want us talking about fucking fish eating poop and getting addicted to meth that's right yeah whatever it's all for funsies yeah. um so you can find us on twitter you can find me super dalebot you can find the podcast at outrage fact pod send us some feedback to outrage fact pod at gmail um uh like and subscribe leave us a comment or leave us a review if you want you can comment we have a facebook page or you can go to the youtube and just comment under whatever video you're listening to and i don't know if you can comment or anything on but you can review us on like whatever pod catcher you're using so yeah and that's 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 it i guess all right. Until next time, Thank stay you. angry. <laughs>